Welcome back to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 142. Today is September 27th, 2015. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. In today's episode, we're going to pick up where we left off. We're going to cover part two of key signs that the market will move lower. Now, this is just my opinion. I'm not making recommendations. I'm not offering you any advice. I'm just looking at the performance of the stock market over the last four or five months. And then in particular, in this episode and carry over from the last episode, I want to focus on some of the events that have taken place over the last two weeks, which really have me concerned. So I want to start off talking about an odd occurrence that happened with the Federal Reserve's Open Market Committee meeting. If you go back to Thursday, September 17th, that's the day that the Federal Reserve announced that they would not be raising interest rates. It was uh, the press conference after their, their two-day open market meeting that had occurred on the 15th and 16th. What's surprising isn't that the Federal Reserve uh, announced that they would be holding rates because they've been holding rates for years now. In fact, we haven't seen a Federal Reserve rate increase since 2006. So well into nine years into this, we know that at some point they do have to raise rates. We saw the market actually going through that third rally attempt that I talked about. That was occurring going into the announcement from the Federal Reserve and, and occurred during their Federal Reserve open market meeting. So we saw the market going up. That was not unusual. That's similar to what we've seen every six weeks or so with these FOMC meetings. And you can listen to prior podcasts. We've talked about that phenomena. Usually two weeks before the meeting, the market will start to fall apart. Wall Street will be complaining that they need easy money. We believe they do that in an effort or an attempt to influence the, the Federal Reserve to keep interest rates low. And then going into the meeting, the week of the meeting, usually the market will start to come up because they know that interest rates won't rise. And then when the announcement comes out to confirm the fact that rates will be held steady, well, then the market goes on to, to new highs or at least goes on to, to, uh, to some type of a rally. Well, that did not occur this time. In fact, when the Fed announced that they would hold rates, the market closed down on the 17th and it closed even lower on the 18th. And in fact, all the way through this past Wednesday, the market had come down about 3% from the high that it had hit on the 16th going into that Federal Reserve meeting. That was the first time that I can recall that the market acted negatively to the Federal Reserve holding rates steady. Well, obviously, the Federal Reserve was impacted by that. We're supposed to believe that they're above politics and above demands of Wall Street, that their mandate is supposedly stability in the economy with maintaining stable prices and uh, maintaining full employment. They're supposedly not supposed to pay attention to Wall Street. You can draw your own conclusions on that. But what was very telling, and again, a very, what I believe is a negative sign for this economy, was on September 24th, Janet Yellen came out in a speech that she was making, and she announced that her and a majority of people on the committee believed that rates should rise sometime this year. Well, the month of September is almost over, so that means we're getting into fourth quarter, and there's very limited time left to raise interest rates. It's kind of funny that she's saying that her and a majority of the people on the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee believe that we should be raising rates. Well, why didn't they do that on September 17th when they had the chance? I mean, she was really walking back her position, the stance that they took just a week ago. And this is not unusual from the Federal Reserve. We've seen this for at least five years, if not longer, five years that I've been paying attention. The Federal Reserve, one governor will come out and say black. The next day, another Federal Reserve governor will come out and say white. 
And they do that, in my opinion, on purpose to confuse the market and create an uncertainty so that we can have these, you know, on the other hand or it depends type economies where people will say, well, the Federal Reserve may do this. Ah, they may do that. And that's been very uh, beneficial to this stock market that has been fueled on Federal Reserve quantitative easing, always creating an atmosphere of uncertainty while at the same time keeping interest rates low. Well, like I said, this is a telling point that when Janet Yellen tried to walk this back on September 24th, it didn't work. The S&P 500 actually closed even lower. So the point here is, is that when the Federal Reserve announced that they would hold interest rates on September 17th, the market went down. And then when she tried to walk back those statements and say the interest rates may go up, the market still went down. That's kind of darned if you do and darned if you don't. That might be an example of the Federal Reserve losing their influence. That's not a good sign for a stock market that's been driven on quantitative easing and the Federal Reserve's accommodating money policies. Very bad news in my opinion, perhaps the worst news of all. A few more things I want to point out here that I think are all key signs of weakness in this market and a reason that we're going to go lower. Uh, two of them are political and one of them gets back to a market leader. So as far as the political things, we saw Hillary Clinton come out at the beginning of the week. She talked about price gouging with drugs and pharmaceuticals and things of that nature. That had a, a very negative impact across the biotechs, pharmaceuticals, healthcare stocks. The pharmaceutical indexes that I look at were all down at least 7% by the end of the week. Uh, this is also occurring at a time when the biomedical and pharmaceutical segment of the economy was, was already in a decline. So her negative comments further walked those prices down. This is in a sector that has been a bright spot in the economy since Obamacare passed and has performed very well over the last two years. So again, you're seeing a tug of war between leadership, right? Leadership in stocks, the biotechs, the pharmaceuticals, the hospital stocks, they were pulling this market up and pulling it up. They began to fall apart a few weeks ago. And then with Hillary Clinton's comments this week, it dropped them further. Again, bad news when you see stocks that were previous leaders when they start to fall apart and when you don't see new leadership replacing those to pull the markets up. In fact, on a side note, I will say the only leadership that I see right now, uh, with the exception of, of Nike and maybe Facebook, is the Sin stocks. We've talked about these in previous episodes, but some of the tobacco stocks and the alcohol stocks, they seem to be the only ones that are doing fairly well. Take a look at Constellation Brands. It's doing very well. Philip Morris, although not at all-time highs or anything, it, it is performing better, and I think it's back up around its $55 point. Those are examples of leadership coming from the very defensive end of the stock market, and I just can't remember a stock market rally that occurred because of good performance in you know alcohol and tobacco stocks. Right, That's just not the foundation of a thriving economy. Another political thing that happened this week was the resignation or the announced resignation of Speaker of the House John Boehner. The news of his resignation is uh, kind of at this point like an inkblot test or a, a Rorschach test where depending upon your political beliefs or what you want to believe uh, may cloud or influence your judgment. We're pretty much seeing this come down to a even split at this point. But I think overall this is going to be bad for the stock market because I think that it will lead to more instability as we go into an election year, particularly as we close out this year with budget talks and the continuing debt resolution debates. A lot of people that want to view this in a positive light are saying that this is good news because it probably eliminates a government shutdown by the Republicans in October. 
And while I'm not so sure that's 100% true, what I think it definitely does set up is filibustering and a potential government shutdown by the Republicans as we get into Christmas. And remember, the markets always anticipate things, and so we don't have to wait to the end of the year to see the fallout from that in the stock market. So watch for that. Watch for fear of a, a, of a Republican-led government shutdown that will be encouraged by the Democrats because the past few times that's been tried, the Republicans come out of that looking bad. So obviously it would be in the Democrats' best interest to encourage that, particularly as we go into a, an election year. I think what you also see, which will continue to stir up this problem and agitate it, will be politicians like uh, Cruz, Rubio, and Paul. They can try and use this maneuvering to their advantage. They can filibuster on the Senate. They can try and uh, support the Tea Party and the uh, the hard-right conservatives in the House that, that were uh, responsible for Boehner's resignation. Those three candidates that I just mentioned, you know, they're down in the polls. They need to increase their visibility and try and get some type of an advantage over Donald Trump. So regardless of whether the government does get shut down or what happens with these continuing debt resolutions, I think you're going to hear a lot from these candidates that scares the market and again will drive this market down to new lows. Now, what I'm telling you here isn't political commentary. This is money commentary. It doesn't matter whether you're on the left or the right, whether you believe we should have continuing debt resolutions or whether we don't. What we're talking about here is the impact it's going to have on the stock market and what people on Wall Street think. And I think they're going to think negatively of this. This is a very important point, and I don't hear enough being made of it uh, in the mainstream. In fact, maybe you don't hear it mentioned at all. But think back to this bull market that we've been in since 2009. You're constantly hearing me say, we haven't seen a correction or a major pullback in four years. We haven't seen anything since the summer of 2011. Well, what spurred that event? I'll give you a second to think about it. That's exactly right. That 20% correction occurred when the Republicans threatened to shut down the government. That also occurred when some rating agencies like S&P, uh, maybe it was Moody's, I don't remember, but they downgraded the U.S. The dollar went into a downspinning spiral. It got way oversold, and the dollar stayed down and undervalued until 2014. So that event that really spurred the correction, the biggest correction we've had since the recession, in my opinion, was a result of the political talks about a government shutdown. If that occurs over the next two or three months, I think we'll see a similar pullback in the stock market. So yet again, one more reason why I think we're going to see this market dip further down. So let me wrap up and conclude with one more reason why I think we're going to see this market pull back further. And that has to do with more lack of leadership from these strong stocks, and that's Apple. What happened this Friday? Apple announced the official launch of the iPhone 6S. Now, initially, the market went up, as it always has, as far as I can remember. Every time Apple has announced a new version of the iPhone, its stock has gone on to, to, to rally higher. Well, this past Friday is the only exception I can think of that. Initially, Apple stock performed well, but then it had a negative reversal. It actually closed down for the day. This is after Apple stock is down, you know, more than 10% over the last three months. Apple has been a strong leader. It's obviously favored as not only a consumer product, a technology company, a company widely respected for its innovation and its broad sales and revenue growth across the world. And yet we're seeing it falter. We're seeing it lose that tug of war. We're seeing Apple, just like the general market, unable to, to rally and move to a higher ground. 
So that again is concerning to me. That's one of the many reasons why I think that this market is likely not only to test the lows that we saw in August 24th and 25th, but if that happens, if we go back and test those lows and also remember we're moving into the to the fourth quarter. And so in October, we're going to be having third quarter earnings announcements come out. If those earnings announcements don't appease Wall Street, if they come out barely treading water and with negative forward guidance, I think that you can almost be certain that this market will drop, you know, maybe another 10% and we'll be down in that 1700 range in the S&P 500. Now, again, I have to stress, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm just coming to the conclusions based on the negative signs that I've seen in this market and in this economy that we've just discussed, you know, over the course of this episode. So you need to take that for what it's worth. You have to draw your own conclusions, but I just don't see the leadership in the stock market or in any of the economies, not in the U.S., not in global economies. I don't see anything in equities, in bonds, or in commodities that show me that we've hit a market bottom and that things are going to start turning and moving up. Now, that can all change next week. That can change in a month. But for right now, I remain very pessimistic. And on that negative note, I'll close out the podcast. I'll invite you back to the next episode. And so until then, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best of returns.